0: Welcome back to the Brunch and Slate Podcast. I'm your host, Amira Sane. And today, I am a big giddy. Uh, you know how you have those people. Y'all know I'm a, I'm a social media stalker. or I just, I just really like it. And I love people who have positive feeds, who are shining. And I really, really love, it's almost like my drug, watching people excel and, and just grow. And today's guest, I have watched her for a while. Um, Her hairstyles always change. I'm always trying to create things. I'm not, my styles don't come out as pretty, but I keep working on them. Uh, And I've really watched her and I've been so (laughs) impressed uh, with her journey and I really admire what she's created. Uh, She's an entrepreneur. She's a beauty and lifestyle expert. She's a creator and she's an educator. And most of all, she's a girl just like us who's just making it work and making it happen. And she is really open about sharing that journey. So I want to welcome to the show today, Miss Maria Antoinette. Hello, Maria. How are you? Hello. I am great. Thank you for having me on. Man, yeah. So this is <laughs> You're one too I sweet. Always, y'all. Yeah, no, I really I want to share this because like I've really been trying to be a little bit more transparent with people. And I always tell them I get so many no's and uh, I get get a lot of yeses too and I I celebrate them all like this week I got some no's from people but uh, they actually responded people who I've you know I I keep reaching out I always reach out that's just who I am and I got some and I was Mm -hmm. telling my sister like I got a no but they actually replied with a no so we're getting better
1: (laughs) yeah that's good I think that's respectful that's the least you can do
0: yeah yeah and I thought it was cool so uh, today you know I want to tell everybody you know I reached out to Maria and when I, she said yes, I was really excited because, like I said, this is somebody who I really watch. And you've been helping me in my hair journey and just kind of getting out of the box. I was just a wash and go girl for a long time. Uh, and then mm-hmm. I decided, you know what, we can do a lot more with this. So I've been snazzing it up thanks to you. So, Okay. That's what I like to hear. That's what it's all about. Yes, yes. Okay, so now you are a licensed cosmetologist. and Correct but you do so much more. So, I want to know like how did you know? Did you always know you wanted to be in cosmetology? How did that journey even begin?
1: Okay, so how I got into doing hair. I would say I started around 9. Um I was raised in a single family home, so my mother didn't do my hair, but she didn't take me to the salon either. So, I didn't really grow up in a salon. I didn't have that story as the young girl in the salon half of her Saturday I didn't experience that what I did experience was going to the Africans to get my hair braided so my mom would take me to get my hair braided but she worked long days and hours and then sometimes she would do it last minute so it would take a while before I can get in to get my hair braided well we had the hair my mom went to work and when she came back I had done my own (laughs) braids and she was like what I was nine nine or ten. So I wow. did my own braids on my own head and they were box braids. I did not use, I think I might've used elastics or maybe not. I think the first time I ever did them, I'd use elastics. Um, so my grandmother then taught me how to corn roll on a mannequin head. So I, le- I learned how to corn roll and braid. Um, and my mom was the queen of weed. She loves extension. So she would go to her stylist and get sew-in. These are all styles that you don't have to spend all your life in the salon with. You go, you dedicate that time and you don't have to necessarily go back for a couple of months. Something happened between her and her stylist. My mom knew that I knew how to braid. She had also put me into sewing classes at a young age. So I knew how to sew. So she walked me through doing her sewing. I was about 19 at that time, 18, maybe even younger. Um, And it just, happened from there. So when she walked me through the way that I guess her stylist did it, it didn't make sense to me. So I started like coming up with my own braid patterns and the way that the hair should lay and things like that. It just started to progress. Like I would literally sit down at the table with sticky notes and just draw out the top of heads and braiding patterns and different things like that. And it just, it, like I have an engineer mind, so it just made sense. It it just went in order. Um, as far as me wanting to always do hair, I can't say that that has been my truth. Um I knew how to do hair. I would do people's hair especially in college. That's a great way to make extra money, but I would not let them tell anyone that I did their hair.
0: Really? Um
1: yes, it's um I had my own stigma against it. I don't know what it was. I didn't respect the gift and I did not um I did not see myself in a service position. I didn't know if I was mature enough, if I could handle complaints. It was just a lot of things, my own insecurities. I didn't probably think I was good enough. Um, so I went to college like the rest of my friends. And even then my freshman year in college, or maybe about my sophomore year in college, I was like, I want to go to cosmetology school. I looked into it, I started getting like my comfortable shoes, and then I just didn't pursue it. So I went ahead and finished college, doing people's hair in my dorm or in my apartment, um, I went to corp- I you know, did the whole corporate America thing, still, like, didn't even live in the same city anymore, and lived in a new city, because I always did my own hair, I would have women ask me, and I'd be like, okay, I'll, I'll do your hair, but don't tell anybody I did your hair, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the craziest thing, so long short of it, at the tender age of 30, I went ahead and put aside uh, my stigma uh, of, what I felt being a hairstylist was I think what it was was because I didn't grow up in that environment I didn't have the salon experience that I really didn't understand what to think about a stylist or or maybe I've been exposed to different women who were and they, it wasn't something I thought that they did or maybe I, you know you know how you can meet somebody and be like ooh, they shady or I don't so you just <laughs> assume that that's just what it is because I just didn't have any more exposure to it. Um, but the older I got, the more experience I got in going to the salons, and I found really nice salons, and they were, like, comfortable, and they were high-end, and I was just like, okay, I matured, um, I developed business skills thanks to corporate, and I was like, okay, I think this is something I can do now. So I went into cosmetology school, I did not work, I bartended on the weekends, and I went in for nine months and got out in nine months. So I did my program, I barely missed days, I... Just worked, 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 worked. And um, yeah, that's that's how I got into doing hair at 30. And um, I went straight into Booth Rent and I had clientele and the rest is kind of still being written.
0: Right, and, 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 and written well. <laughs> wow, I love Thank that. I, I really admire that you did it at 30 and now that you're progressing even after 30 because I think a lot of times, especially now, Um, social media is great but I think a lot of people tend to think that everything is instant and it's just not yes not how it works and you still had to build up and then you could your journey could have stopped right there easily you could have just said hey I'm doing hair now that's a booth rent and it's a great living and I like what I do but you you that's not even the cusp of what I see you doing out there so we go from being a licensed cosmetologist and then obviously you, you know how to sew thanks to your mom Mm-hmm. And sewing to me is always, I think, DIY. So, and you are out, you actually, your DIY game is like on point two. So how do how do we go from doing hair and obviously you're a creative person to getting into DIY and actually having a reputation for doing great DIY?
1: Um, for me, everything I do is DIY. If it's repairing my husband's car, yes, I'm that girl. One of my first videos on YouTube was actually me repairing my husband's air conditioning in his car. We didn't have the money and I got on YouTube and I was like, pinpointed the issue, I went to the place and found, got the the materials ordered, and I fixed this car with a fresh manicure and didn't break a nail. (laughs) I am just the type that, to simplify the way that I think is, if another human can do it, I can do it. They're just going to school and getting trained. So what's, what makes it any different for me to look up the steps on how to do something? I just believe that we're all capable. Our minds are very vast, and they're very like we can do so much. God has granted us with the ability to do so much. We just have to move out of our own way. And if you simplify it, if we look at somebody else and be like, they're human, I'm a human. If I take this into a car dealership, they're gonna hook it up to a machine just to get the, just to get the analysis. It's gonna be a hundred and something dollars. Whereas I can just think about what issues we keep having occur put those in a list, put them into the computer, find out, and do my own analogy. So it's just, it's being able to understand that everybody makes mistakes. I'd rather make the mistake on my own dime than for someone else to make the mistake and I just spent a lot of money. I just always felt, I'll try it first. And if it fails, then I'll go ahead and muster up the coin. But I've just always been a very much do-it-yourself type person. So it always translates into, wow, I really like the way that top looks, but I can't afford a $600 top, so I'm going to make it myself. Um, I'll be inspired by it. Or um, I have a saying, uh, you know, if there's a desire, there's a way. If you want it, you will figure out a way to get it. Either you save up the money to buy it or you develop how to make it yourself. And I'm the girl who will just take the time to trial and error and spend days trying to figure something out and do it. And it actually turned out pretty decent. Um, I think that's a gift. I think that that's really my gift. It's not just um, actually being able to implement it and create. Yes, that's a gift within itself, my hands, but being able to visually see it and then being able to make it happen, um, I think is definitely a gift.
0: No, so I, I agree. That's, that's how I
1: got into DIY.
0: Yeah, that's such a great perspective. And we say it, that's literally our slogan on the show. If she can, I can, we all can. And I yeah. think sometimes you just got to step back and, and and be okay with a challenge. I think we all get so comfortable sometimes. It's just, we don't mm-hmm. want to deviate. And it's so easy to just give somebody that $25 for all change or mm-hmm. like you said, get yep. a diagnostic when in actuality, the way to truly grow and create you know, wealth even is to do more for yourself, you know, and stop just giving it away to everybody. I think that's really cool. And I had no clue you could fix a car. So you got a couple more cool points.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. So um, you, I'm very, go ahead.
0: No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I'm just a very hands-on person. And I'm, if I see someone do something and I'm interested in that, I can see it one time and figure out a better way to do it just from watching it. So that's, I know, that's just who I am. It's kind of weird to explain that to somebody, but then when people see me work, they'll be like, wow, I wouldn't have never thought to do it that way. And I just naturally do things a easier way. And that's how I segued into education.
0: Well, you described it well. You said you have an engineer's mind. And that sounds, that to me is an engineer's mind and figuring out how things work and tinker. Did you used to take toys apart and things like that when you were a kid?
1: Yep, I yep. did. Yeah, <laughs> My mom yep. probably didn't appreciate it, but I guess we took apart quite a few Texas instruments and... uh I used to build a lot of things too, so you know it was a good trade off. But I definitely took apart my share of electronics.
0: <laughs> so yeah, and then now with your DIY journey, you actually uh, have a show and you work with HGTV quite a bit uh, with Burning Daylight. Tell us a little bit about that and how that came to be. Okay, so
1: um, a lot of people always ask this question: How did you get connected with HGTV? Um, I live in Knoxville, Tennessee, and um, I recently just started my own business, and in doing so, I went to Knoxville Commons, which is you know a center for business, and they have this uh program called k e c which is an incubator, and they give you all this help for free and they asked the one thing to me was to sit on a panel, obviously, I said yes, I'll sit on the panel, you guys help me find my international attorney like they helped me with so much so um I sat on this panel, and the panel was about utilizing and um growing your brand via social media, and on the brand, on the panel was a director for digital with HGTV, and he was like, I'm going to have my team reach out to you. No big deal. I hear stuff all the time. Next thing you know, the team reached out to me. I got brought in for just like a casual tour of the office, meet and greet, and um, I started working with them as talent, where it was just they never used my name, it would just be my face, and I would just come in and do uh, more like modeling or, you know, type of like stuff for them for their small digital programs. And then the more and more I kept working with them, they opened up different opportunities, and that's when they invited me to join them on their HTTV Handmade team, which is I'm a contributor on there as well. And um, it's a whole group of us, and we all just share different DIYs or you know, different little life hacks and things like that on, well, not life hacks, but just more DIYs and crafts. And then that moved forward into Burning Daylight. And Burning Daylight was to really come off of being me, um, a busy mom, an entrepreneur, and, you know, a creator, and how I'm able to get through life and share life hacks that can help parents and save your energy during summertime and winter and all of these wonderful things. So that's on Facebook watch. It's a digital show and I got two seasons by myself. This third season they have now started bringing on more uh, parents and their kids and it's just really growing into something really beautiful.
0: That's awesome. And I love that um, you talked about using your community resources. That's something I think a lot of times people take for granted you're, number one, we all know your network is your net worth and putting yourself mm-hmm. in the room with the right people and going into those things. A lot of cities, they have score here in Texas. There's so many different things for small businesses and even just getting out there and meeting people you never know. So just being yep. able and being obedient to just using tools in your backyard, that's amazing. Uh, and I hope everybody heard that and you start Googling what's in your city. Not necessarily because you're going to become a Maria Antoinette, and perhaps you will. But there's so many great tools that we just take for granted. You pay taxes for them, you know, Yeah. they're there. Exactly. For yeah. So we need to utilize that a lot more. And I'm happy to hear you share that. Now I yes, know another. Um, thing. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I know another thing that's really near and dear to your heart is your fitness. You go hard in the gym.
1: I'm trying, girl. know <laughs> you're doing. I can't say this week. This week I've only gone once. Um, but I'm like, I'm coming down to the wire on my time. So it's like I'm at home editing right now. I normally go to the gym first thing in the morning. I figured I'll edit, talk, do this interview, and then I'll go. But the gym has been more for me um, a stress reliever. It's my one it's my one time in the day where I can go and focus merely on myself and my well-being. And I slow down and breathe, and I get a good sweat in, and it's been very life-changing for me. I was not a fan of the gym. I'll be very honest with you. I wish you could see my face. It's not my happy place, but I do it, and I've learned to find joy in it.
0: More Brunch and sleigh after this. And now back to Brunch and Slay. No, I get it. I have a love-hate relationship with fitness. And I say that is because I really, I'm like you, I don't want to do it, but I love the result. And I really love getting that space. Once I get in, I feel so good after It really is a drug for me. And I've been that way for quite some time, mm-hmm. but I, I, I understand what you're saying. It's like that peace of mind. And then of course, let's be honest, you do like the way your clothes fit. Once you have that, <laughs> once you get those results, you feel like, and baby, like, let me know, tell
1: you, this age is not slowing down for anybody. It's a lot. My body is a lot different now than I'm 40 than it was when I was in my early 30s even. So I have to go or it's just going to get bad quick. So I have to stay on top of it.
0: Yes. I did not know you were 40. I just turned 40 last month. And uh, oh, thank you, it's a brave new world. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. It's a
1: brave that new is, world. And it's it's <laughs> the most amazing birthday. I it have is. been saying I can't wait to be forty since I've been in my twenties because I just knew. I knew that by the time I got to forty I would have a better grasp of who I was as a woman. And man, forty, whoo, it's, it's like everything, everything yeah. that I've learned, I'm finally getting ready to implement it in a confident way. Mm-hmm. Not in a not in an experimental way, but in a confident like, oh I got this. Let's go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it's a and it's it's really you can't explain it till you get there. I really think Mm -hmm. I think it's one and it's a privilege. I really think I'm unapologetic. I'm not one of those people who's afraid to say how old I am. I think it's a blessing to be here, especially I've done a lot in my life. And every pivot has been like this great roller coaster ride, seriously. Uh, So 40 for me and, and being around other women. It's crazy. I had no clue. And you definitely don't look it girl. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, And then your
0: husband, he's your cheerleader too. I see him take over and he films for you sometimes when you're in the gym. Is that something that you yes. enjoy doing with him? Because my husband and me in the gym, I don't know if that's a good mix.
1: <laughs> okay. So my husband actually is my gym inspiration. Um, he's done an amazing transformation on his own self. And his strength is just ridiculous. Like he is definitely one of the strongest people I know physically and mentally. Um, so. Having him, he gets up and he's in the gym by four. So yeah. he can go to work, do his corporate job, and then he's at home in the evening with us or doing whatever we have to do as a family or by himself or whatever. But he's so dedicated. And having him, it'll be times where he's already worked out and he'll just come to the gym just to be there with me. And yes, it's very encouraging. Um, we we definitely work with each other. Like I'm really, I'm very much a stickler about form. And making sure that you're doing it right, not just muscling through and just throwing the weights up, but really making sure you're getting the workout in as well. And he's just more about strength, but now with us together, he's got great form and he's super strong and he's encouraging me. I just did my first 225-pound deadlift i Don't mess with Maria. over. <laughs> I know, right? I was just curious, like, how much weight can I really pick up? I did it twice. I was like, oh, oh. okay, I'm kind of strong. Oh uh,
0: yeah, 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 uh, th- yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what else to say. That's amazing. I'm, uh, I for me, I, I used to do weights quite a bit. Now I really am more of a cardio kind of just getting mm. out of my head space. It's really a mental thing for me just to be able to have that alone time and then feed my body or nurture my body while I'm doing it. I want to evolve to doing some kind of weights. Uh, definitely looking at your feet and a couple of other folks who are really in the fitness industry have motivated me to do it a little bit more. I used to always feel like I got muscular really quickly. Every time mm-hmm. I would with weights and that intimidated me, I didn't want to be too masculine, but I see people mm-hmm. like you and women who really still embrace their femininity with it. And it's inspired me to give those weights a try. So. mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um,
1: I used to be, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say I used to be the same way. And then I stopped going to the gym altogether because I can like vacuum the floor and get a pump in my arms. Right. We're right. just genetically as black people, we just gain muscle so quickly. But now I'm 40. I'm like, I want my six pack back. I want to be leaned out. I don't want this layer of fluff on me. <laughs> so yeah, it just changes. Honestly, oh, yeah. I think it's okay to say I didn't want that. And now you've you see your body has changed and it doesn't mean that you necessarily want exactly what you had back, but you're not afraid of it now. So I get it.
0: Well, after seeing Angela Basslett's uh, birthday picture this year, gave me all the information I needed for the next 20 years. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Y'all need to go look at Angela's timeline. Like seriously, I think she turned, what was it? 66 or was it six? I don't know. It's 60 something, 60 anything. It's not even fair. Yeah. it, It just, I said, okay. Now I don't know if I can be as rigorous on my diet as her. Not yet. I'm not gonna say what I can't be, but I'm not ready for that kind of commitment on the, on the on as strict as she is on her diet. But I am ready to see what my body can do and give my body that challenge of being the best that it can be. So, uh, yeah, y'all need to go look at that. Get your little motivation. Mm,
1: mm. Now
0: I know every day for you is different because you're you're doing everything. I know you go to the gym. What are some things that you try to make sure you do every day, no matter what?
1: Oh, pray meditate, time for myself. Um, My mental health is probably the most important thing besides being a parent and a wife. Uh, This year was really about uh, metamorphosis for me. And it's not an outer change. It was definitely a grasp of mental uh, stability for me. Being able to hold myself accountable for my behavioral issues, like uh, having an attitude, being snappy, Uh, being defensive, being paranoid, all of these things that we deal with, a lot of us deal with on a daily, it's draining. And I was tired of living this double life in my mind. So I really have to make sure that I put that time to pray and meditate and to feed back into myself mentally, so that I can stay on the right course and continue healing myself from the things that I've learned as a child you know we just pick up from society or the things we lacked in our childhood and they develop who we become and we can control that you don't have to say that and I I really just cannot stress that enough so what do I do every day is pray up (laughs) meditate give thanks just be appreciative for the life that I have and um, it's a great way to start my day
0: yes it is now, what's your current theme song? What's that thing that gets you going or pulls you out of a funk? What's your go-to?
1: Oh, goodness. I just like music in general, but its I have so many songs. But one that I just, like, totally came to my head right now is Miley Cyrus. Is that not crazy? Her, um um it's something I don't even know if I remember the name let me see if I can google it really quick but it's um it's a party in the USA I don't know oh if that's the name God, of the song word.
0: yeah yeah it's
1: super fun it's it's got a great message in it and it's just light and it's almost like a, um um Uh, a gray uh, anatomy moment when I put it on. It's just like I zone out and I can just dance and flap around and I don't have to be doing a routine. I literally can just be flapping my arms, dancing and jumping in a circle. And it's just a freedom song for me. It's just like, let it go. It's a party in the USA. Like, it's just so like carefree for Mm me. Um, But I have a ton of music that I actually love. But that one right there is probably the first one that came to mind. I also like Fergie. Fergalicious. Oh, I'm thinking surprising. I'm a rapper on that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm, I don't know. I'm I love music. Anything from the '90s. Aliyah, Brandy, you know Monica. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know yeah.
1: all the all all the all the goodies. Um, yeah, music. Woo. Now it's I know you is.
0: you get a lot of inspiration from different places. And now I know your business is growing. You're evolving. Your brand as a whole is evolving. Who is your business icon? Is there a person that you you look at and you really admire, and you would you know in your in your wildest dream you would want something or be on the path that they're on?
1: Um, I look at people like Courtney for a main choice. Um, I think that she's built an amazing brand, and it's not that she just built this empire for herself. The way that she gives back to the community is just powerful. Like that woman is like a saint in. She does it so effortlessly, and it's very, very admirable. Um, She's very much an inspiration. She probably wouldn't even know that. I guess I should tell her that. Um, (laughs) uh, But I'm definitely, I admire her business savvy. Same with my leak. My leak is just like a bulldog when it comes to getting the job done, and I love that about her. I find myself drawn to her business savvy. Uh, who else do I admire that does business and does it well, and who started from the ground up with their business? I think that Malik was an innovator in her, in her genre with the subscription boxes. So that's something that she didn't have a blueprint for. She had to get in there and make it work and figure it out. Same thing with Courtney. You know, she's in a space where most people who are doing hair brand products have either been in the business for years, Or they are a large entity that has the money to bring in all the, you know, all the people to make it work. Here's a woman who made a conditioner in her kitchen. So like being able to see these two women build something from a mere thought into something so amazing and inspirational is definitely, they're definitely gold, you know, um, i keep myself in their feeds. i keep myself surrounded i'm always listening to the words that they say the books that they read the things that they do obviously i'm going to still do things my own way but those two women are very inspirational
0: yeah they they definitely are i, I follow them both and i can't tell you it's just good to see and it's for me it's good to see people mm-hmm. around my same age or around the same who mm-hmm. get it and a lot of our stories are similar and i have to i say it all the time i feel like i don't know what this moment in history will be called uh, but I know we're on something as far as uh, women of color and African-American women. There's, this is a new beginning for us. and you I keep, feel like
1: it's the renaissance. Yeah, yeah. All over again, the black yeah. renaissance, but it's for women this time. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And you cannot, I, I, this woman said something this last week and I was in a conference and she's, it's something I've heard before, but it just resonated with me. If you can't see it, you can't make it happen. So those women like Courtney and Malik who created Curlbox, those folks let people know you can do this. She can, I can, we all can. And there was room. Mm-hmm. And they've encouraged others, like you said with Courtney, the way she gives away money, the way she pours into people. It's just something to be said about that. And it, and and on that note, this is something I wanted to ask you. Um, I really want to continue to encourage our community of the Bunch of Slate Tribe to be there and you know just really pour into people. So I want to know right now, what can we cheer for you, What what's going on in your life right now that we need to pray for you, we need to send good vibes your way, we need to be your advocate. What is it, what's happening right now in your business or in your life that we can support? Uh, other And I know you have a lot going on in business. What is it that you want us to just really rally for you? On?
1: Um, well, we didn't really get to talk about it, but I own a company called Royal Prerogative and it's my personal beauty business. Um, the first three products that we launched were wigs that were curated by myself They are not off the showroom floor. These are wigs that I curated down to the cap, the hair textures, the coloring techniques. And I just want to ask for prayer on consistency and being diligent and um, and being able to look at it as a business. In the beginning, I looked at it as an experience. I wanted everyone to be able to experience a great quality, and I've mastered that. The quality is, there's nothing on the market that's as great of a quality of a wig for the price point. The thing now is being able to transition that into more of a business sense and scale and grow. And I'm learning, and I'm growing, but I definitely can use some prayers and, you know,
0: Keep, yeah, my keep, keep myself in the game <laughs> yeah yeah you know you have not because you asked not so you guys heard that that's your call to action for this episode you know we want to send good hey. vibes her way we want to support royal prerogative which honestly the photos everyone i've seen i remember way back and not too long ago maybe it was a year or so maybe mm-hmm. a little bit and you were like this is out of stock and this is you know you started showing pictures of these different i thought that is so cool because you just transform and I think that a lot of times people think you have to totally do everything from square one, um, and you can't, mm-hmm. you can't do something a little different. You're proof that you can be great at DIY, you can be great at styling hair, you can be great at being brand ambassadors for other brands, you can be great mm-hmm. at cheerleaders for other people. Um, and I say that, and I wanted you on the show to show people that a lot of times people tell you just do one thing. It's okay to be good at more than one thing. You know it's mm-hmm. okay to pursue more than one as long as you pursue it with excellence you they heard it from your mouth saying how you tried it if it didn't work there's a there's a video out there. there's a video for everything we have such an advantage mm-hmm. <laughs> we have yes. an, oh my goodness yes yeah yeah and, and that's i mean so where did the name royal prerogative come from that's such a sassy name
1: thank you okay so my name obviously maria antoinette there's a queen named maria antoinette i knew i didn't want to name the business maria antoinette because that's my personal brand I wanted something that represented who I felt we were as women. And there's nothing more descriptive than royal. We are royalty. Okay. And then what do we do as women? We change our minds. And that's our prerogative. Yeah. So we're royal prerogative. This is, this is your chance to be who you want to be when you want to be it. This is not just about the wig. This is about you taking control of your own voice and your own desires for yourself and bringing that in the forefront of your life. So it's more than just the beauty. Um, It's always a message behind it. It's always something that's going to push and empower because that's what I'm about. I'm here for us women. I, I just, I want to see us all win and I want us all to be beautiful and feel great about ourselves because society will have us thinking something totally different and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I'm here to tell you, you do not have to uh, sign up for what society thinks and or feels about who and what you are. So that's where Royal Prerogatives came from.
0: Love it. So this Saturday, I know you're going someplace fantastic and you'll be there by Saturday, but this Saturday you can brunch with anybody in the world, dead or alive. Who are you brunching with?
1: Oh, Ooh. Hmm. who am I brunching with? I would take this opportunity to brunch with somebody where I don't feel like I'm the strongest. So I would brunch with the Budgetista. Can I pick a couple of people? Yes, of course. I would pick Tiffany, the Budgetista, because she is phenomenal with finances. Mm-hmm. I also like uh, Nicole Walters because she is really good at building business strategy. I'm talking about a dream brunch here. Yes. Who yeah. else would I add? Um, probably add some Courtney to my league. These are all peers. These are real people that I probably could actually have brunch with. And I've had lunch or breakfast with some of these people, but to have them all in one setting and to feed into each other would be life changing. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: It sounds Those like are my amazing, uh... Yeah. Huh? I said, that sounds like an amazing but- brunch. I mean, I follow, seriously, Uh, we had, I had the privilege of having Nicole on the show about a month ago, Uh, it hasn't aired yet, but just, just kicking with her and laughing and her resilience is another great one. I love Mm -hmm. all these women who she just named. If you guys want some true inspiration, you want to see somebody who looks like you, who has stories similar to yours. None of these people were born with Mm -hmm. silver spoons in their mouth you None know of them. Uh, we they get the disadvantage but it's not who they are they and then are sharing it mm-hmm. that's what I love the most it's not being greedy mm-hmm. it's not guarded it's not trade secrets they're saying here let me pour into you so yeah I would want to be at that table
1: <laughs> for sure yes Nicole is amazing she has taken out time and talked with me several times um, her story is just so amazing. Like, all that she's doing, I can't think of anybody else who's more deserving of everything she has coming her way. Her disposition of life is so, like, magnifying. Like, yeah. she is just a ball of energy. I'd be like,
0: girl, can I just get a sip of whatever it is you're drinking? <laughs> she's touched. Like, you, you can tell. You know when people are doing what they're called to do. Seriously. Yes. And she is. Yes. Yeah. She is. Yes. There's no doubt. That's why sh- that's why everybody encourages it and they embrace it because it's not assuming, it's not presumptuous. It's truly she's walking in her walk and she's talking in her talk like that's who she's supposed to do and who she's supposed to be. Exactly. Now what area of your life are you currently slaying?
1: Oh my mental health, my self-care. Um, I am slaying that. I'm slaying my business. As you said on Saturday I'll be in a in, in a different location, I'm going to China. Sit down across the table uh, with my manufacturers to think about or talk about new product development, um, just ways for us to expand the company. I'm really excited about this journey, and um, I'm swinging it. I'm taking it day by day, and I'm doing the work.
0: Yes. Um, I think
1: that that's been the biggest thing. I'm doing the work.
0: Man, that's an excellent place to to round this off. She's doing the work, y'all, and I and I mm-hmm. really. Sincerely want to say again, if you don't do anything else from this episode, I want you to go ahead and, and, and lift Maria up in prayer and send those vibes her way. Check out Royal Prerogative because the wigs are fa- fun and fab. Um, and I cannot wait. I know that there's so much more. And I love being able to see there's nothing, like I said in the beginning, it's like a drug to me. Um, even this conversation, I'm high right now. Just because being around people mm. who are making their dreams a reality that's something that you just can't get. I can read as many books and listen to tons of podcasts, which I'm mm-hmm. hoping you guys are getting that vibe too, but it's genuine. And there is a group of women in, that I feel like God literally planted a seed in in a, in a tribe of us that said, hey, pour into mm-hmm. each other. And we're doing it and we're being obedient. And I hope you guys are feeling it. And Maria, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to pour into the Brunch and Slay tribe, for responding to this little girl's email. Oh, and, of course. Uh, for sharing your journey. And I, I wish you nothing but success. I want you to continue to shine. I'm cheering for you. Uh, anything we can ever do to support you, I am here for it. So thank you.
1: No, thank you. What you're doing here is so amazing. Seriously, the whole prayer and lift me up. Like, who does that? When have I ever been around people who be like, wait, one second, what do you need? Like it's so rare. So thank you. And do not ever stop that because the more you open up for other people, God will continue to open up for you. And I am just honored that you asked me. Of course
0: I said yes. Oh, thank you. So where can, where can everybody find you and support you Maria Ant- Antoinette?
1: Okay. So on Facebook and Instagram, it's the Maria Antoinette. On YouTube, it's Maria Antoinette TV. And then my URL is Maria Antoinette. And if you want to check out Royal Prerogative, you can check us out over at royalprerogative.com.
0: Yes, of course they want to check it out. And I will put all of this in the show notes, guys. Mm -hmm. And of course, when you see this in our feed, it'll be linked there as well. Thank you so much. This week, I'm going to ask you one more thing to do. If you enjoyed this show as much as I enjoyed having this conversation, just share it share it on whatever platform, share it in a text message, you know, go ahead, URL and text it to a friend. And when you have a moment, give us that five-star review and on Apple or whatever platform you listen to and give us those two sentences of why you're enjoying listening to the show. And no matter what, if you haven't heard it over and over again, in some form or fashion, we all say it and we say it a little differently, but remember if she can, I can. We all can. And I'm Amira. And this is Brunch and Slate. And until next time, be great. Shine on, girl. Shine on.